Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mumpreneurs by mumpreneurs. Each week we're diving into mum-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today I'm your co-host Michelle Ponvert. And I'm Olivia Radcliffe. And today we are looking forward into the new year and we want to talk a little bit about how we start planning out our year in big strokes and then kind of how we set those goals, those kind of milestones, if you wish, um, for our year, for our kind of moving forward into 2024 this year. But in general, this is how we kind of approach planning our year and our work in our businesses. Um, this is very meta because Olivia and I sat down and did this a couple of weeks ago and I just love doing this. Um, but this year we've really tried to be more strategic, more thoughtful with how we're mapping out our launches, our calendar, our kind of promotions to really make the most of the fact that there's two of us and make sure we're really building systems inside of our business together to really support us as a duo. So I'm really excited about this topic. It's kind of one of my, my nerd topics. So <laughs> I can't oh, wait to dive in. <laughs> I mean, me too. We were just talking before we went live here. I was sharing how I had kind of untangled some things that have been tangled throughout the year and how I absolutely love like the, the fresh slate that the, the new year brings. I mean, for me, it, it suits my brain very, very well to do a big let's plan. Let's look at our goals, where we want to be, how we want to feel through the new year. That's something that I take a lot of stock in and how I want to feel and how can I get to that feeling. Um, so, and as you mentioned, Michelle, we have the, the three businesses, both of our solo businesses and then the joint business we have together. And then obviously we have our personal lives and, you know, other, you know, aspirations and goals beyond business. So it's a lot to plan and a lot to, to kind of keep track on. So um, do you want to go through our process for how we do like the joint business stuff? And then we can talk about our own separate stuff. Cause I know you and me, we have different, different processes, different things. Yeah, I think, I think that sounds good because we, this year really tried to intentionally plan the joint stuff kind of front end because this past year we, we tried to sync up as much as we could, but with just so many things going on, it can be really hard to keep all those plates in, a, in the air all at once. So um, we really both like starting with the life stuff. You know, I have a philosophy of like life first business, Olivia's whole deal is that she's amazing at that kind of intersection between life and business. So very on brand for us that we started by looking at the life landscape that both of us have going into the new year. Um, here in France, they are very um, enthusiastic about school holidays. We have a whole ton of vacation days, holidays, however you call them, um, planned out for the year. It's basically every six weeks you have school, there's at least two weeks off and then some fun other days scattered in and amongst that. So I like to just map those out and assume I will have no childcare because nine times out of 10, that's what happens. <laughs> um, and if I get childcare, it's like a bonus. Um, so starting with mapping that out in like broad strokes across the year is a really nice place to just see the chunks of work time I have available to me. Um, that includes my almost six, seven weeks of the summer holiday here where we have nothing and the entire country shuts down for the month of August. 
And every year, personally, I need to plan ahead for that because I know I have no childcare and there is nothing here to do. So not only do I need my business to be like ahead of the game, I also need to plan some activities for like little guy and I to do during the summer holidays in case we get stuck here in Paris with everything shut. Um, so yeah, I start personally with mapping out the school holiday stuff and kind of fitting the business things in around. But for the joint business, we kind of sat down together and really looked at the life milestones, the calendars, we've got birthdays, we both like doing sales around birthdays, like mapping that out, and kind of thinking about those life pieces first. Yeah, I think that's my favorite activity to, to start with is looking down at the laying out the entire laying out the entire year, all 12 months, and putting that putting the life stuff in first, like you said, when are the school holidays? I have August blocked off of my calendar because that's when Michelle is out. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I know I can't do any other big stuff there because I'm gonna be doing more stuff for like a mother. And um, and then the birthdays, holidays, all these other really amazing fun things. If you want to take a vacation, get a vacation in on the calendar, block it out, say it's gonna happen. Um because when it when, if you don't, then it's a lot harder to fit it in after the fact. So get all that stuff down first, and then looking at okay, what are the big goals we want to do for the year? As far as what new things are we going to launch? And like you said, Michelle, we we started with the joint business first. As far as like okay, what does the joint business schedule look like? Um, what are we launching? You know, we're launching our, our group program, Simplify. That is totally not a shameless plug, throwing that in there. We're launching Simplify in the beginning of 2024. Um, we have several different things for our membership, uh, the Shiny Squirrel Chasers Club that we wanted to map in there. And so putting that kind of launch schedule in there first, let us then fill in, okay, what sort of promotional stuff do we need to get out when? What what promotions tie better into um, into those launches? You know, what do people need to believe, need to know? What do they need to th think and believe about themselves to be able to uh, transition naturally into those launches and believe they can do what they need to do with that? Yeah, um, and particularly with adding a new offer into our office suite, if you will, um, thinking about what time of year or sort of landmarks throughout the year, those different offers are going to resonate best with our audience. So there's some things particularly because we have Americans in, in our kind of audience thinking about like those big sales periods, like Black Friday, that's a very conditioned mm -hmm. time for us to look for sales and deals, deciding if we want to capitalize on that. Um, back to school, at least for the Northern Hemisphere is usually in September. Um, there's kind of the wrapping up for the summer. So there's kind of a I want to say back to the holidays, like the opposite of back to school, the end of the year, kind of thinking about those landmarks that the majority of our people are going through and just making sure that what we're offering at that time of year makes sense um, with the life milestones that our people are going through as well. So we really tried to think through what are we launching when as well in terms of the like calendar year for our people. Yeah. And then kind of working from that and looking at the separate businesses as well and saying, okay, so what do we want to launch in our separate businesses? And how does that um, kind of play in with our, our energy for each month? You know, if we have 
you know, if Michelle's doing a huge launch and I'm doing a huge launch and we are doing a huge launch all in the same month, like we know we're going to be tapped. We're not going to be able to be there to support each other. And it's going to be, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be a rough month. So we also look at each other's schedules as far as, okay, well, Michelle's promoting this stuff then. So I know that I can be there to support her, help promote her stuff maybe and vice versa. And so it's really this this magical chess game of how to fit all those pieces together in the best, most strategic way possible, taking into account our audience's energy level mm -hmm. um, with the holidays and where everybody is and, you know, yep. childcare, all that stuff, but also taking into account our own energy levels, I think. Um, and and when things are going to feel easier to us and when they're going to feel really really hard and kind of trying to as much as plans tend to go out the window especially when you're a mom and an entrepreneur trying to make as strategic a plan as possible for, for using the most of our energy and mental bandwidth yeah and i think kind of breaking out almost like month by month the focus that we're trying to give for that month whether it's like a month we're really focusing on something for like a mother, whether we're doing a launch for the membership or if we're launching Simplify and trying not to overwhelm ourselves with something in the individual businesses um, and giving ourselves kind of that grace to really lean into those promotional periods and, and enjoy showing up and selling what we've got to sell rather than feeling frazzled. So I'm really excited with kind of this more modular way we're mapping out the year this year and having those kind of blocks of concentration on specific things and giving ourselves almost like the beginning and the end date for when we're focusing on something so that we can really go all in and then give ourselves a break and then come back to it with fresh eyes. So I really like that kind of theming I guess, for the months. You'd mentioned earlier, Olivia, and I think this is something we should touch on more about what kind of feeling we want to have, mm. what kind of like intention we're setting for the year or quarters throughout the year. Um, I know a lot of people set like a word of the year, but I think that's something really important to kind of dig back into. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's it, I do really get into setting that intention and, and sometimes your intentions have to change, right? <laughs> but having this understanding of how you want to feel because ultimately that's that's the big goal, right? With any with any goal we're chasing. We're not chasing the material thing or that thing at the end of the goal. We're chasing how we're gonna feel at the end yeah. of that goal. And sometimes there are ways that we can bring those feelings into our day-to-day -day life right away and start kind of living that life now. We don't have to wait to, for that someday in the future. So if you can figure out exactly what it is, what do you wanna feel? Do you wanna feel inspired do you want to feel calm peace excitement you know what is it luxurious i don't know what do you want to feel for the year and and really set that intention think of how you can start to feel that day in and day out what little things can you change right now and being aware of that feeling um th that's something i yeah that's that's a practice i've done monthly, weekly, yearly, just I, I, I really am a big believer in that. Yeah. And do you set like a specific word of the year, that kind of practice? I, I do like to have several keywords of the year. I have, <laughs> I have, Olivia's never picking one. Keyword. I, I'm never picking one thing. No. Um, but no, I, 
I do set words of the year. Um, but the words do, I, I'm multi-passionate, as you know. So <laughs> they evolve. I, I maybe have different words or different themes for the different mm. projects I want to work on. But there are some overarching themes throughout. Like I know mm. this next year, um, I want to feel flow. Like I want mm. to feel like I am... I, I'm, I'm in control of things. You know, I'm not that overwhelmed, rushing to catch up, chaos. I don't like that feeling. I don't think, does anyone like that feeling? Um, I think a lot of people like the adrenaline rush that comes with it. Maybe yeah, no, not the I don't. feeling of chaos, but that <laughs> adrenaline can be addictive. I can find adrenaline other ways. I don't want to feel that. <laughs> um, but, but no, I want to feel like things are in flow. Like I am listening and not planning so far in advance that like my path is super rigid and, and structured, but that I know where I'm going as far as I can take the next right step with things and kind of trust and go with the flow that the path is going to lead itself where, where it's supposed to be at the end of the year. I really like that for you. I think that's a really good intention, especially considering what we have mapped out. I think that's going to work really nicely. <laughs> I, I'm not a word of the year kind of person either, yeah. mostly because I can't pick one. Um, <laughs> but I do feel like last year I really wanted to lean into having fun and leaning into what is easy, not necessarily like easy as in not hard, but full of ease, like having more ease in my business and in my life. And I kind of want to extend that into this new year. And really, I've been learning so much about how my brain works, how my my kind of system is best and I really want to like optimize to be as accessible to myself as accommodating to myself and really lean into like optimizing for me <laughs> in my business um so I think that's kind of a theme I'm aiming at um and I think that encompasses things still feeling more easeful would make sense there um and more fun and enjoyable but i think overall it's yeah like adapting things to really fit and accommodate and and feel comfortable to the way my brain works yeah i i think there's like there's a simple factor in there mm -hmm. you know simple things don't they're not necessarily easy yeah. but you can simplify the steps. You can make it not as chaotic, not as multi-stepped, multitasking, <laughs> multi-everything. You can mm. bear things down to the bare minimum and, and see what fits your life and kind of go from there and have it be a very, very simple, just next right step sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of like the minimalist approach where yeah. minimal doesn't mean bare bones. It's the minimum you need to achieve what you're aiming for. And I think something we talk a lot about inside the program, Simplify, very obviously, um, is, you know, really finding how you work best and optimizing, simplifying things so that it is easiest for you. It is most easeful for you as a human, as a business owner. So yeah, I think both of our themes are very on, on brand. For very us. on brand. <laughs> Go figure. We practice what we preach. I mean, <laughs> at least we try like to. Um, but I, I love that. And I love that theme just overall in general, because I think there's so many times people, I mean, you get hit as an entrepreneur with so many different strategies, so many different tactics, so many different platforms and ways to do things mm -hmm. and beat the algorithm. And you have to do this and that and that. 
And does that really add to anything beyond just the chaos? You know, mm. does this, do all of those steps really add to the bottom line? Do they add to what you're bringing back in your return on your investment, your energy, time, money investment, or is it just more for the sake of doing more? Yeah. You know, I think that's where we lead into overstretching and overcomplicating and overexerting ourselves. And while that can work when you have a big team and, you know, you have nothing else on your plate as a human or as a like partner or a caregiver, we, we need to be thoughtful and intentional with where that energy goes when we do have other humans we take care of when being a human ourselves takes more energy than it may do for the average bear. Like we need to be really thoughtful and intentional about where that finite resource goes. So I think it's it's one of those things that takes time to understand that all the things can work. You just have to find what's gonna work for you. And that process is hard because everything is shiny. <laughs> it's like picking the right shiny to aim for and then like adapting it and accommodating yourself as you implement it and adopt it as a practice in your business. Yeah. I mean, I think the more I learn about how I process things and how my brain works and showing myself that grace and allowing mm -hmm. my brain to work the way it wants to work, the easier things feel. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I think that there's better results too at the end yeah. of that when you embrace who you are and your strengths and your weaknesses and your schedule constraints and you know you don't have to do it all you don't have to do all of those different strategies all yeah. of the things all at once but finding what works for you i think is going to get you the most results in the end anyways mm. and i think that that's kind of a nice tie into the other piece of our sort of planning process that i think is a pretty important step that can get easily missed and that is the checking in with yourself of like, what are we doing? Do we need to keep doing it? Do I need to keep doing this? Or is this something I can outsource or streamline or automate or delegate to somebody else? And for us in the joint business, we have been really looking granularly at all the things, all the activities that we do across the joint business, but kind of also in the individual businesses. And sort of really looking at like, okay, do we want to keep doing this? For example, the podcast, we're definitely doing the podcast again, because we adore making this. But how are we doing it? And do all those steps need to happen? Do they all need to happen the way we're doing it? Or can we optimize them? Can we streamline? Can we automate? Can we rejig? Who's doing what and how that process works? I think we talked about that already in an episode recently. But it is just a huge weight when you can allocate the right things to the right person. And because there's two of us, it feels like silly not to optimize for what comes more easily for one or the other. And mm -hmm. we realized by accident, we'd kind of fallen into doing tasks that weren't distributed that well across our skill sets and things that like, I don't know, I can be a computer sometimes, I can really work my way through a to-do list and quite enjoy it. And getting through like copywriting and really like, editing video from my Hollywood days was really like something hard for me to sit down and like really work through doing that stuff. It brings up a lot of baggage from times when I spent too much time working on projects that I didn't want to be doing um, and kind of like reallocating, okay, you know, are there ways to do this better? Are there ways for us to lean into my task execution skills in a way that is like 
not that hard, not that heavy for me, but takes a huge weight off of you. And are there ways to optimize and streamline the editing process so that you can take it over and I don't have to put that hat on that is uncomfortable for me to wear. Mm -hmm. um, and even in just like that small example, a couple of shifts have made the whole process feel so much easier and lighter moving into the new year. And we looked at like lots of different parts of the process, but I feel like that's a really good example of just reshuffling who does what, how it gets done can make that task that can start to feel heavy, can start to feel like too much into something that's actually kind of fun and exciting again, bring some new life into it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great point in looking at what, when you set your goals on the calendar, when you look at those 12 months and you think, okay, what do I want to accomplish? Are there places where you do need help or you do need to add to your competency or your confidence at all in any of those? And how can you do that? Is it with you know, a team member? Is it by adding to your team? Is it by joining a membership or a group or, you know, pulling in your biz bestie a little bit more and, and having that built in support to help you throughout the year as well. Because although mm -hmm. a lot of us are solopreneurs, we don't have to do it alone. We, we're all here. We're here for you. We're here for you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if you're not at the stage of hiring someone, I think you can still look at streamlining the processes of automating things of using AI if you're into that to like help cut out some of the sticking points in your process because even if you maybe I don't know you make a weekly monthly blog post and sitting down to write it is one of your hardest tasks you can't really get away from that if you want to publish a blog post but are there ways to cut out some of the stuff that makes it sticky that makes it challenging to get going with AI with you know brainstorming tools that can help you get the ball rolling so that the hard part doesn't feel as hard. Yeah. How do you simplify your process? I think mm -hmm. we found our word of the year, Michelle. I think our word I mean... of the year is simplify. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. Um, one thing I want to talk on just a little bit, because it's something mm -hmm. that people don't always think of or put in their calendar and that's self-care. Mm. And planning for your own self-care throughout the year. And I think self-care kind of gets a little dirty cliche meaning nowadays. People are like, uh, self-care, I don't have time for that. I don't want to yeah. do bubble baths and face masks <laughs> and everything. Um, but I'm wondering, how do you personally plan, you know, for your yourself throughout the year as well? Yeah. Um, after having uh, four years of absolutely horrible sleep with a kid who is just not a good sleeper, um, I have learned the importance of a good night's sleep. <laughs> I learned it the really hard way. Um, so I go to bed really, really early. I really prioritize getting as much sleep as I can. And I can tell when we've had a bad night, I'm not a very productive human. Um, so I will go to bed at 8 p.m., at 9 p.m. even, if I know sleep might be a bit tricky for us as a family unit. Like I really try and prioritize that because I, can see just how much of an impact that has throughout my day, even my week, like it takes so much out of us. Um, I think that eating well, which I mean, I live in France, it's not that hard, but I really, <laughs> I really try and eat in like a happy way. I, I have like, I'm sure many other women listening have had my own journey around food and um, I have a lot of sensory issues, which have made food kind of a, challenging thing throughout my life and finally feeling like I'm in a place where I can eat for enjoyment and nourishment 
is something I'm really grateful for, but it's taken work. And I think giving myself the space to enjoy my food, to enjoy treats, to enjoy luxuriating in the parts of food that I like and giving myself space to not force the things that I find challenging. Um, I feel like that's weirdly like a bit personal, but a a big self-care kind of process I've been going through of just accepting the sensory issues I have with food and not trying to excuse them anymore and just accept them as they are and indulge in the things I love. Like I have, some people have a sweet tooth, I have a pickle tooth, like I love anything pickled and I have got my beautiful collection of pickle jars in the fridge and just really like giving myself grace to have all the pickles I want (laughs) makes me a very happy human. Oh, I, I love that. What, what you said, you know, you're eating in a happy way. Like, yeah. I love it. Focusing on how you want to feel and just letting yourself feel it, like being indulgent in that moment and intentional about how you're feeling and not just shoving something in your face because you have to rush off to the next meeting, but like being very intentional about it. I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'll ever be a meditate bubble bath sleep mask kind of person that's not my bag but I think those few things and like trying to move my body I like walking I like my exercise bike but pretty much nothing else (laughs) so at least like incorporating those but I think I I agree with what you said self-care gets kind of a bad rap and I'm one of those people who struggles with it it's not something I find easy or natural to unwind so I think just finding ways to revel in the luxury of my day-to-day a very French attitude I think mm-hmm. is my version of that <laughs> like I want to soak it all in not try and tune it out but I think you know, maybe a French attitude but I, <laughs> I think it's a really good attitude for people to you know appreciate the little moments you know mm. feel I, I do this it's very very silly but when I like go up the stairs or something I take a moment to I breathe I feel what the breath feels like I feel like what my muscles are feeling as I go up each step, you know, I really get into my body and feel it. And it's just a little thing. It's just a few seconds. Sometimes I'm Mm. racing up the stairs, but it's, (laughs) it's this intentional mindfulness. I try to add to my day when there's so many times where I can't be mindful about things. Mm. And I, I love what you said about, you know, scheduling, making sure you have the scheduled time to be able to sit and eat you're watching your schedule as far as making you're sure you can prioritize your sleep. So you're not having super early meetings or, you know, super late meetings or, you know, you're prioritizing those things and planning that into your year, I think is is super important. What do you put for sort of the self-care rituals, attitudes, approaches? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I lately have, I've been more, um, I've been more free with the block my calendar button mm-hmm. on things. I've, I I've, love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I really have. I used to have my calendar open all day, every day for anyone who needed to, to book things. And I've realized that, that that does not work for me. And when I am not working for me, I can't really work well for anybody else. So um, I've blocked off my mornings except for when I I have meetings with you, Michelle, you're the only (laughs) one who gets in that block, by the way. Um, But I've locked off my morning. So my son and I can have a leisurely morning, we do our breakfast, we do our homeschool stuff, I can spend the entire morning with him. And we do lunch. And then I really get into things on the work side. 
And I also have an end of day shut off of this is when we're going to bed. This is like, I want my dinner time with him. I need to, you know, um, and so making sure that all the stuff is, is kind of scheduled in a way that prioritizes those things has, has really helped. Um, and also blocking in times for, okay, I want to, um, you know, do my yoga practice. I want time to meditate, which doesn't always like that does not look like I'm sitting down and meditating for 30 minutes or something. I'm super Zen on my yoga mat. No, <laughs> sometimes that is just a 30 second mindfulness as I'm running up the stairs sort of thing, but mm -hmm. just trying to, as much as I can prioritize that and, and work that into my schedule. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I think it's, it's really kind of, coming back down to what you value out of your time here on earth in your life like mm -hmm. what do you value what do you want to make space for what do you want to intentionally enjoy out of your life um i don't know i feel like that's a a big thing but also something that can get forgotten really quickly and i know in a lot of branding exercises we talk around like what's your why why did you start this business but i think we also kind of need to ask that for ourselves, for our lives. Like, what are we living for? Like, what is this life for? What do I want out of this life? And that's a question I've asked myself a lot. I, I think it's important to kind of gut check with yourself. Like, is this life as good as I can make it? You know, we can't change everything. We can't control everything, but we can be intentional about where we put our efforts and the decisions we make and the things we do control. And how do we want to feel? I think that is in our control as much as possible. Yeah, I think it's all a looking ahead practice, right? You know, as we look yeah. ahead to the next year and try to plan things out, there's obviously the very logistical side of, of planning out that schedule and the launches and, you know, how you're promoting things and what you're doing on social media. But I think, yeah, it all comes down to exactly what you said, Michelle, just how do you want to feel? and being intentional about it and looking at everything you're putting on that that calendar and asking yourself if that's contributing to the life you want to live and mm -hmm. i don't think that's something by the way that we should just do once a year you know yeah. i think that's an mm -hmm. ongoing practice but since we're going into the new year if this is not a practice you have maybe it's a good thing to to start looking at your year on a whole yeah so i'm going to do a quick I guess shameless, but uh, yeah, shameless plug. Shameless plug, because, go for it. <laughs> shameless plug because I'm going to be hosting in my solo business a workshop in January all about sort of setting your business plan from a life first perspective and asking a lot of these questions, giving space and prompts to really work through big picture, like what you want out of this business and thinking through kind of all those pieces from your why through to like how you're showing up, where you're showing up, who you want to work with, how you want to work with them mapping all of that out. So I'm running it like live as a workshop the first week. I'm back in January, so the 8th to the 12th of January. Um, and we've added it as a bonus to this uh, founders round of the Simplify program because it just felt like beautiful timing. <laughs> so if working through something like this uh, sounds really helpful and intentional and having space held to actually do this thought practice, I'd love to have you in there and you can join it directly or if you join Simplify, you get a free ticket and you can come and join me. And I'm sure Olivia will be in there too, helping kind of work through those big picture questions. And then the lovely thing is if you did join with Simplify, we actually help you do and action a lot of that stuff 
throughout your time with us. So it, it's a really nice, nice pairing to the. <laughs> yeah. So we'll put the links to that in the show notes below. Yep. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up, Olivia? It's a big topic. <laughs> it's a big topic. Um, no, I, I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. You did an amazing job this year. I, I know you you have goals and maybe you feel like you didn't accomplish, but you did. You accomplished so much, and there's so much more yet to come this upcoming year. I can't wait to see how things turn out for you. So definitely reach out and let us know what you're planning for the year and how we can support you and celebrate you. And we wanna, we wanna celebrate your wins as you keep going. Oh, for sure, yes. So happy new year to everybody. And we will be back. Uh, we've got a really fun like look back series coming for the month of January. So look out for that. We're bringing back some of our favorite and the fan favorite episodes from the past two years of the podcast. It is crazy that we've been going with this for two years already. Um, so that's gonna be really fun. And then in February, we're going to be back with live episodes, like regular episodes. Um, but we just love creating this show for you. And we really hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it. Um, so I'm going to give you our regular outro, but I really do mean it. If you get something out of this show, if you've enjoyed it, you found value, please do leave us a rating. It means the world to us. And if you can tell a business friend about the show, we really appreciate it. Okay. We will be back next week with the Look Back series and then in February with more live episodes. And until then, take care.